Hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And I've got a topic today, Charlie, that I need to ask you about, uh, if I may. Shoot, kid. I, I, what, what, where's that? What, what are you being when you say shoot, kid? Um, I'm like the kind of, uh, I'm like the, the Perry White. I'm the editor of the newspaper who doesn't oh, yeah, have right. much time. And you've come in to say, you know, Mr. Perry, I've got a great story for you. It's about a man in a spider suit. I'm like, shoot, kid, you got five minutes. Right. Yeah. Well, five I'm, minutes is quite a long time. Yeah. Okay, I feel like you got you got one minute. Yeah, thirty seconds. Okay, I think it has to be seconds. Like if 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 he's really in a hurry, shoot, kid, you got half half a day. Yeah, shoot, kid, you've got until Thursday week, <laughs> and you can get an extension if you want. Yeah. <laughs> with a, you've got a two week window with another window that we could probably push it back if it's a big enough story. <laughs> What's your topic? Uh, okay. I wanted to wait a few months until the dust of the Ben Elton uh, TV show in Australia had cleared. <coughs> yeah. Uh, it was only on for three episodes, uh, which, you know, like whatever, I'd never got to see the show. So whatever you thought of the show, it's sad for, you know, live entertainment and, you know, Australian performers for something to go under. Yeah. So I, I wanted to wait because I have a bone to pick with Ben Elton, but I didn't want to be seen to be pony pony piggybacking on that. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to be dancing on the grave. Yeah, where my issue has nothing to do with the grave that they were all dancing around. Well, uh, well, you're not really dancing in his grave. I mean, the show only just. Hang on, I'll say that again. I don't think you're uh, dancing on his grave. I mean, you might be sort of, I don't know, urinating on his ashes, right, or something. I think that's worse. Because then he's ashes. Now he's just some sort of urine paste. I know it's worse. Oh right, <laughs> oh, it's worse. Because yeah. I've got to be honest with you. If I was gonna, if someone's gonna say someone can dance on your grave, or they can piss in your ashes, I would say that I would rather. Because when you're underground, I'm six feet under, and I'm in a box. If someone's dancing on my grave, I don't give a fuck. But if somebody has made a urine paste. Out of their urine and and my remains, I'm not into that. How would you wouldn't know? I don't want to be way. a piss paste. You wouldn't know. You do you really care what happens to your ashes? You know you? what? I don't care. No, you, you're absolutely right because I, I don't be- make you urine paste. I believe that I'm dead. If you want to make your freaky urine paste out of my ashes, you could bequeath <laughs> some. Nuts. You could be, that could be the last uh, the, the the last footnote in your will, you know. And he leaves his property to his <laughs> darling wife. And a little footnote here. If anyone in the family wants to urinate in his ashes and turn it into a kind of sludgy yellow paste, Will's cool with that. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> Go nuts. If I die early, Charlie, I'd like you to do it. Okay. At my funeral. All right, I'll do that. I'll do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'll get, I'll get mixed up. I'll do it at the service before they cremate you. I'll start pissing on your dead body. And they'll be like, no, no, you have to wait for these ashes. This and is then, just disrespectful. And then I won't be able to burn. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm slightly dead. <laughs> I'm, I'm bawling. I'm just standing like it's just like it's a really solemn ceremony. People are crying, yeah. just dabbing their eyes, and I, and I'm sitting in a chair, and you just see me sort of slowly get up, and I'm wailing, and I'm wailing, and I'm wailing, and I'm walking closer and closer, and I get up under the coffin, and people are like, "What is he doing?" I'm like, start undoing my pants, pull down my pants, and just start blowing. So I'm sorry, Will. I just start pissing on you. And for some reason that no one can explain to this day, you pull your pants right down to your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't just open your fly and discreetly piss into my grave. Just crying as I piss on you. The lawyer's there going, no, no, idiot. It was after he was cremated, not before. 
I'd do that for you, man. Yeah. I'd, I'd piss on your on your on your ashes. Thanks, man. Um, I hope that one day I'm, I guess, like rich and eccentric enough that perhaps my last request is, yeah, you know, like how Hunter S. Thompson wanted to be blasted into space, yeah, and you know Johnny Depp made it happen, yeah. Like maybe I could request something that, like, when Zany. I go, what I want is like. I want like my ashes to be like weed on into some sort of piss paste. Yeah. But I could like say buy art oh, like a famous artist. Yeah. Course, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Totally. By Andre Serrano. Yeah. Who did the piss Christ? Yeah. Or a piss paste or by Banksy. Yeah. Banksy would be better because with Andre Serrano, the association is you think you're Jesus Christ. It's a good point. Yeah. No, I'm much more into Banksy. Yeah. Unknown gorilla art. Yeah. I would like Banksy to masturbate on my ashes oh. and make some sort of Banksy semen paste. And then Because if- you know why? It would be his way of commentary on the nature of life. Like semen is the beginning of life yeah. and my ashes are the end of life. It'd be a really edgy wanksy. You know what he, he could sign it wanksy. You know what he could do? His comment would be he would wank onto your ashes yeah. and then mix that together. And then he would inseminate a hyena and the freaky offspring of that hyena <laughs> would be this deformed, like, gibbering, giggling mess <laughs> that has been made with comedian <laughs> sperm. Mm. And that would be his comment is like, that's what a comedian is, just this, like, twitching mess of, like, cackling idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He really turned on comedy. <laughs> I feel... <laughs> I feel like mine was a celebration. <laughs> Yours was a little bit more mean-spirited. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to uh, dance all over Mr. Elton's grave because over the years, despite what I you know, have probably come to think of Ben Elton, there was stuff early on in his career that I am a very big fan of, you know, the young ones and Blackadder and stuff like that. He was he was one of the very first stand-up comedians I ever saw live. Yeah. I saw him and and it was one of those things where it was like, and I always find this with audience members. If they see you for the first time, they think you're hilarious and they come back two nights later and they're like, oh, it's mostly the same. Yeah. Like, he was the first comedian I ever saw do the same bit twice where I was like, oh, my God. You can do that. And it was like a made-up thing. He spit on the audience in the front row and then did a whole bit about, sorry, that I accidentally spat on you. Yeah. And then I went and saw him like two years later, he did the same bit. And I was like, oh, my God. On the night, I thought that was the most amazing bit of spontaneous brilliance when he accidentally spat on an audience member. Yeah, right. And then like did this brilliant like five-minute routine that I assumed he just improvised. But no, Ben Elton was just going around the world gobbing on people. <laughs> So he could do material. <laughs> he would go around the world, ask people to give him money so he could spit on them and then pretend to come up with a routine. Was it a full-blown spit? Like It was a slag. Like It was a gobby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't do that. No. It was when he was spitting and when he was, was talking. Speaking. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. You can let him do that. It's not like he's like actually – if he was hocking up like – you know, like yeah, a, if he was just there on the, the side. Yeah, that would be disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, people know what that sounds like. Yeah, I was trying good. to... Yeah, okay. Get the... That is not funny. That's just, <laughs> it sounds horrible. I'm wearing the headphones, you motherfucker. Yeah, does that really disgust you, though? Yeah, I don't like that sound. Well, you like it? No, I'm not saying I like it, but it's not like... You You turned away from the microphone like when I hear vomit, vomit or when I see yeah. someone vomit. I don't, like, I don't like seeing people spit. It kind of mm. grosses me out. Especially when people spit on the street on concrete. Yeah. That grosses me out. Do you spit? 
Yeah. I'm not grossed out by my own. No. <laughs> no but like, do you think other people are or do they think your spit is magnificent? I don't spit in front of other people. <laughs> okay, so you don't need spit. Just for like when I'm jogging and shit like that. I don't spit generally, no. <laughs> do, do people go around spitting generally? No, I, well, I mean, uh, in some cultures, some uh, cultures it's yeah, much more right. accepted than yeah. others. Um, and... Like, I think if people are jogging, I spit a lot when I'm jogging. Yeah, yeah. Or like exercising or whatever. Yeah. Bushman's hanky. Oh, I say, oh, no, I don't do that. The Bushman's hanky is when you hold one nostril and just breathe out, right? And yeah. you'll see guys on the footy do it. Yeah. Quite a lot. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't do that. I'm not into it. Do you do the Bushman's yeah, hanky? Yeah, yeah, I'm good at the Bushman's hanky. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just... Bushman's hanky, I have a real fear that I'd have a something about Mary moment. Yeah, right. Where, like, I thought I got rid of it, but, yeah. like, like the big, like, it, the boogie was hanging just, from my just ear. You just aim. You just aim down. Keep your head down. I understand what you're meant to do. I'm just saying that I would be bad at it. Well, how the fuck could it possibly get in your hair? It, I would find a way. I would be going up a hill and there'd be a breeze. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess the worst you could do is blow back in your chest. I mean, how is it going to... If you put your head down. Okay. Imagine I'm running up a hill, right? Yeah. And that's like I need to... Yeah, yeah so you're running up. Clear. I'm so running up my hill, right? Up on a 45. No, no, no. It's not It's not up because okay. I'm like... My face no. is actually down. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're running up a hill, you kind of have to lean into the yeah. hill. Yeah. So imagine I'm on, I'm on an angle leaning yeah. into the hill. Yeah. Right? I go to do the Bushman's hanky. Yeah. So I come up with my right hand. I put yeah. that on my right nostril. Yeah. And because my head's bent down, I shoot and it goes under my arm... So under the left side, it comes yeah. out there under my arm, right? But then there's a gust of breeze which blows it back onto my back. Okay, I'll give you that it might hit your. Oliver back. Stone could make a movie about that. I'm I'm just saying it won't hit your head, right? But yeah, it could definitely hit your back. Hit I'll, my uh, back. I'll give you yeah. That. Who's looking at your back? I don't know. People behind me. All right, geez, man. I didn't realize it's such an issue for you. You're not a bodily fluid. I don't guy. want snot all over me. <laughs> It's not all over you. Uh, when I die, I'm fine. If you want a Bushman's hanky in my hand, <laughs> no, after Banksy has wanked in it, and then my close friends have all pissed in it, that is fine. It's uh, instead of a 21 gun salute, you just got 21 of your friends, just like Bushman's hankies into your open grave. In fact, that'd be a horrible send up for you. A guy who hates bodily fluids so much. Yeah. We just cover you in it yeah. before we put you in the grave. That's grossing me out. Let's not talk about that anymore. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. That wasn't the reason that I wanted to talk about Ben Elton anyway. Uh, I was just trying to set some background yeah. of the fact that I, that I quite like, used to like Ben Elton. Yeah. Uh, but he was recently asked in an article about the musicals. You know, he, he, he did the We Will Rock You and he did the, helped Andrew Lloyd Webber with like the second Phantom of the Opera musical. And, and there was what a... What do you mean ru- the second one? There's two? Yeah. There was a sequel... Really? Yeah. What was it called? Phantom of the Opera 2 Electric Boogaloo. No. Uh, no, I, I, it was called like Music Phantoms of the, of the Opera? Yeah, the Phantom Menace of the Opera. Yeah. It was a, it was a prequel. Yeah, right. Um, no, I, I don't know, but it was called like, you know, the, you know, uh, I don't know, Dancing in the Night. So it had um, like a subtitle? Was it? Yeah, it was like Phantom? a subtitle. Well, you've got a computer in front of you. Can't you Google it? Or I could Google it. Do you want me to Google it? <laughs> Music of the Night. Um, ah, Music of the Night. I think that's what it's is called. Is that what it's called? Yeah. No, Love Never Dies. Ah, Love Never love Dies. Love Never Dies. Right, okay. That was a, from the pen of from the pen of Ben Elton. Yeah. So I think uh, Ben Elton had a, 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 some work in Love Never Dies. 
And there was a rumour that he was asked about that he was going to pen a musical uh, based on the album OK Computer by Radiohead. Uh. Right. And Ben Elton was asked about this. He said, no, that's not going to happen. I've never even heard OK Computer. How can Ben Elton never have heard OK Computer? Like, that was like the biggest album in the world the year that came out. Everybody's heard OK Computer. Are you, like, don't look, you've never heard OK Computer by Radiohead? I don't think I've ever listened to it, no. You've never listened? I mean, I'm sure I've heard songs from it. Yeah, and Paranoid Android and Karma Police. Yeah, but and... I couldn't tell you, like, if you played, unless, yeah, I don't. You, there's no way that you have not been at a party at my house or someone's house where OK Computer by fucking Radiohead has not been on the stereo. It is, it is one of those albums okay. that everybody, like, you know, has, okay. and everybody, you would have heard it. All right. Okay, man. Jesus Christ. How can Ben Elton never have heard it? Like, I just find that so weird that, like, that's I like... That's so, I don't think that's In so 15 weird. years, I he hasn't checked it? out the biggest album of all time. But that album has been constantly voted the greatest album of all time or in the top five There's albums lots, of all time. I've, I've never heard Frampton, Frampton Comes Alive either. I didn't... I don't, I've only, okay, but you know what? OK Computer is better than Frampton Comes <laughs> Alive. I don't even know what it is, but that's often references it like a classic. Yeah. But there's, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't quite understand your outrage. You know that, like, when Arcade Would Fire... Would you be outraged if uh, somebody had not heard Appetite... If Ben Elton came out and said, I've never heard Appetite uh, for Destruction? I wouldn't Would you be surprised by that? I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be outraged. I am outraged. Why, though? But I'm outraged that he's never even listened to OK Computer by Radiohead. But there's I just don't think there's any happen. point being alive if you've not like oh taken some time God. out of your life to listen to OK Computer by Radiohead. Right. Uh, look, I mean, look, I Radiohead, I, I like Radiohead, yeah. but I never go out of my way to listen to them. Yeah, okay, but that's a fine. But you, you, but you like them and you've listened to them. Yeah. Ben Elton says he's never heard the album. Yeah, I don't. It's think... just impossible for me I, to believe. I'm sure. Did you not see the Grammys when yeah. Arcade Fire won? You know, best act or whatever. Yeah, and but, so but Arcade did... Fire's album hasn't has not sold over a million copies. I know, but what I'm like, saying Arcade is, Arcade Computer the amount... was like the biggest album of the year, and was number one in every music poll in every magazine across the country. I reckon if it you... is consistently voted one of, if not the greatest album of all time. I reckon if you did a survey of the world's teenagers, mm. 15 years old, and you asked them what their favourite song from OK Computer was, they wouldn't be able to tell you. But they're you. 15 years old. It came out 15 years ago. Ben Elton didn't come out 15 years ago. No, but it wasn't 15 years before it. He might have been too old for it. For OK Computer? Yeah. Mm. I judge him for that. That makes me just, I just think You just sound a, like a crazy, irrational fucking no, paranoid schizophrenic no. who has like a tinfoil hat. No, I don't think so. I just think it's an amazing... Like, he he's making jokes on his show about fucking Nigella Lawson or fucking Lily Allen or mm. Lady Gaga. Yeah. It's like, you know, you've got to... As a comedian, you've got to have an awareness of what it is that people are, you know, listening to, are watching. You know, you have to be across these things. To have not ever fucking heard like Radiohead to not even be able to reference Radiohead in a correct manner because you have no but, but how like, do you sense know of that he could be the same as me he could be he could say yeah I've, 
I've heard the song, I've never heard the album. Like, you could know a couple of songs from Radiohead, but not know if they're off the same album or... Yeah, but you, but you guys do a different job. Like, his job is to know about this shit. Like, that is his job. Like, the comedians... Do you think Rodney Roode has heard OK Computer? No, but Rodney Roode isn't a social commentator. This is the, the difference. Like, Ben... Ah... Uh, <laughs> I beg, sorry to any Rodney Roode fans. I beg to differ. I'm sorry. Au any, contraire, I'm my sorry friend. to any people who consider Rodney Roode to be up with Lenny Bruce and Bill Hicks as the greatest satirists of all times. He's Australia's Richard Pryor. I understand that. I'm not saying that using a high pitched voice and telling people you're pivoted are not cutting edge social commentaries. But Ben Elton's entire act is. You know, talking about society. He, that is 100% what he does. To not have consumed such a major piece of the society. I just feel, to me, it feels like a really big black hole in his experience. What about all those comedians who say, I hate Facebook. I never turn on Facebook. Mm. They're media commentators. Like, should they be going on Facebook so they can comment on it? Like, what? Well, you're saying that Radiohead is such a kind of significant cultural event yeah that as a social commentator or comedian you should know that event yeah but you see plenty of stand-ups and plenty of comedians who talk about hating facebook not having a facebook account yeah but facebook is probably one of the greatest pop phenomenons of this century yeah so should those guys be getting across that as well yeah but they they're, they're, they're making commentary about facebook like that's what you're saying they're they're going hey i you know i, I like, you know, and so to be able to do that, you've got to have an idea of what that thing is. You know, I, I would imagine that every single person who does material about, about not liking Facebook has checked out what Facebook is. Otherwise, you're not talking about it at all. I, I think know, that's man. a completely I, different I, scenario. I, I disagree. I've heard comedians make jokes about Twitter who have obviously never used Twitter. They've just heard what Twitter is. Yeah, but that's but they're having a reaction to Twitter. Yeah, but Ben Elton can say, like, no, I've never listened to Radiohead. Frankly, when people talk about them, I find them boring or whatever. Like, Yeah, but he didn't say that. That, that would be fine. If he contextualised the reaction, if he'd said, ah, why would I listen to Radiohead? They're all skivvies, 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I love that. You know? Is that that's off OK Computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They're all like, oh, I'm miserable. Yeah. My eye's wonky. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Bleep, bleep. It's art. College people like me. If that had been his thing, that's fine. Because that is, to me, that's a reaction to this culturally significant I know, I, event. I understand, but I think... But he had no reaction. It's like the people you say who, who make jokes about Twitter. They've got an attitude towards Twitter. They've acknowledged this massive phenomenon so would you not, and they are commenting upon it. But would, so I wouldn't say, I've never heard of Twitter. So would you expect, <laughs> would you expect that every comedian, like within you know a certain age group, should know OK Computer? Like a social commentator, comedian, whatever you want. I reckon every, yeah. I, yeah, I think so. Everyone who works in the realm of social commentary should have, like, you know, you watch. I think it's too specific. I think, like, it's no just, way, it just depends what kind of comedian you're into or what kind of TV you're into. Like, No, 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 but I'm not talking about, like, that every fucking comedian has to, like, you know, listen to it. I'm saying any, like, one who makes their living, their entire act is social commentary, should be across, you know... The, the, the things that make up a society. I would just never imagine if, like, there was to not watch an episode of whatever show is the number one show on TV that everybody's talking about. Like, even if it doesn't pique my interest, I would always like, well, I better get across that. 
Because, you know, I'm someone who comments on what's going on in society. I, I better get across that a bit. You know. But maybe he didn't see himself as someone who did that. Ben Alton! We're talking about Ben Alton! Yeah, but... That's his entire act, his social commentary. But I don't ever... Like, there's not one minute of his entire performance but that I, is not social commentary. I don't commentary. ever recall, like, him stating at any part that my act will encompass everything in culture. Like, he's just doing it from his point of view. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying that he has to be fucking talking about it, Charlie. I am saying that he... Like, it's just amazing to me that such a massive, like, pop culture phenomenon event of significance would take place and he would go, I've never, I've never heard it. That just, I just can't understand that. Yeah. I can't understand you. What does that mean? <laughs> we stuck in the, some kind of bizarre love triangle? Oh, well, it's just, <laughs> it's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, it is your opinion. Uh, I do think I'm going to have to search your room for tinfoil hats though. No, fair enough. Oh, don't get grumpy. No, I'm not grumpy. I like I explained to you what my fucking point was. Yeah, so yeah. and you like we agree. We'll agree to disagree. Yeah. No, you just don't fucking understand. <laughs> <laughs> you can't let it go. Well, no. because like because I'm actually right. You're not right. That's I, why I, I disagree. No, because it's not an opinion thing. And you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. I am right. <laughs> no, and I'm not going to agree right. to disagree. I'm not going to shake hands and go blah blah blah. I think it's fucking weird that Ben Alton has never listened to OK Computer. And if you don't think that's weird, you know what? Now you're with, you're either with me or against me. So now you're weird as well. Both you and Ben Alton are fucking weird. And why don't you go and have a show together? <laughs> you can go and have a fucking show for three episodes well, but, yeah, I was gonna with say, Ben Alton. Between the two of us, we feel yeah. like we could kill any show. <laughs> you can sit around together, <laughs> fucking cancel shows, and not listen to OK Computer. <laughs> While holding hands. Is that the equivalent of why don't I just go and marry Ben Elton? Yeah. If you love Ben Elton so much, <laughs> why weren't you in Australia watching his show? It might still be on air now if you cared about Ben Elton that much. I don't have an opinion of Ben Elton either way. Like, I like the young ones, I guess, and I don't know. I don't really know what else he did beyond young ones. I never really liked, liked him as a stand-up or watched his shows or anything like that, so... It's not like I, I'm, you know, a huge fan. Hmm. I just, you know, right. I you really it, fucking stuck up for him then for something that wasn't you know a huge what? fan. I didn't stick up with him. I just remained completely on the fence, and you no. were you were shaking the fence and trying to pull me down and <laughs> throwing rocks at me and hosing me. You got so you were hearing no sense. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't listen to my I hear, I hear. In, individual perspective. <laughs> I think I have more insight into this because I am a fan of Ben Elton and I'm familiar with his work and what it encompassed. So for me, who had an investment in that, I was much more surprised. Perhaps you, who's not across Ben Elton's work and yes. is not a bigger fan, doesn't look at him and go. I immediately think he would be across this aspect of society. Okay. Whereas I thinking that he was that sort of person, was surprised when he wasn't a... Maybe, Charlie, in not knowing him, you actually know him better than I do. Maybe. Maybe that's the great insight. In not knowing someone, you truly know them. No, that's... So a, kids, never get to know anyone. Yeah, you should just stay If you really own. want to get to know them. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, yeah, I didn't... I don't know. Did he have anything to do with Blackadder? Yeah. He right. wrote a lot of Blackadder with Richard Curtis, who... Yeah. Went on to write Four Weddings and a Funeral and Love Actually and yeah and those movies. Who was the other guy that came out of the Young Ones? Um, 
Alexi Sale. What does he do these days? Alexi uh, Sales or Sale? No, Alexi Sale. Sale. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, th- I believe in the UK, he's still quite a well-respected act and he stuff. He was my least favorite part of the young ones. I didn't mm. like that character at all. Whatever he was, the mad Russian or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The landlord. Yeah, he yeah. was the landlord. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't His have... humor was very offbeat. Like it, there was, yeah, you know, I guess it was. It was jazz, I think, Alexi, Alexi Sale. You know, yeah. he was kind of, he was hitting all the notes in between, you know. Yeah, they had a real kind of like um, comedy renaissance in England in the 80s, didn't they? Yeah. Like they actually had a It was a massive comedy boom. Like Lenny Henry and all those. Dawn, uh, Dawn French, French and yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, you know, uh, Fry and Laurie. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard to believe that Stephen, uh, that Hugh Laurie is house. Like, when you think about how funny and goofy and weird he was, and that's, you thought he was just like a born comedian, and then, like, he does this fucking dramatic role. It's funny, isn't it? Both of those guys, you know, uh, Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie, like, that was a, such a, I mean, it was a clever show, I guess, as well, but it was silly and mm. and funny. Yeah. And they they both become such i mean you know dramatic actors yeah brilliant dramatic actors and really well respected wits and- but I, I guess i guess they were always actors though i guess i mean cuz we only saw them doing really funny mm. stuff you just assume they're comedians but they probably were just actors who were really good at doing comedy cuz a lot of the stuff they did was sketch you know did they do stand up um no i think no they came out Purely of the, like the footlo- the footlights you know uh performers right and so footlights? It, it's like uh the footlight the, flats yeah that's right now it was the equivalent of like what the degeneration came out of right. you know the melbourne uni law reviews and yeah th- so there's a very famous the footlights productions were like you know uh, uh you know you know the biggest names in british comedy through the years that always come out of these things so um uh they they were from that sort of rich tradition so i guess they were like you know classically trained and 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 you know great dramatic actors and stuff like that as well so i suppose it shouldn't be yeah as surprising but when you've just seen somebody be so funny seeing in the dramatic role if you'd only ever seen them do dramatic that's why i think like there must be americans We've seen Eric Banner in like you know yeah. Black Hawk Down, and yeah, yeah. doing all these serious roles. Munich, yeah. And then they come to Australia, and somebody says, "Hey, do you want to watch some old episodes of Fast Forward?" Yeah. Pointer, pointer comes out, and they're like, "That would just be like going to a different country and discovering that Christian Bale is yeah. like the wacky comedy star." Yeah. On their on their TV, and they always think no Christian Bale's like a barrel of laughs. They can't believe he's gone to Hollywood and starts doing all these it's dramatic. All, it's props. always weird when you see like episodes of Moonlighting and shit, and you're like, my God, like Bruce Willis used to be this weedy little yeah. kind of funny guy, and now he's this like he almost seems like physically bigger now. You know, maybe he actually isn't, but just because the roles he plays, it's like you know he went from being kind of wacky little rat guy, and now he's like this fucking hulking kind of dude, action hero. Yeah, he was, and you know the other one, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was really funny. Yeah. Like he was, you know, he was a really, he was a weedy, skinny, funny guy. Yeah. And then he became that sort of well, I always big, fat, if serious you can, guy. I reckon if you can do comedy and do it well, then I think drama is kind of not that hard. I think comedy is much, much harder than drama. It's hard to be funny. Oh, I think it is hard to act funny. Like, yeah. you know. Steve I, Carell is fucking probably, I think one, him and Will Ferrell, I think are the two best at just taking any scene and making it completely watchable. Like, even if they're not speaking, you just want to stare at them because they're so funny. Yeah, uh, we were watching uh, the the American Office here the other night and we were both just commenting on the fact that Steve Carell... He sells it. But he sells it... Like, he doesn't sell it like 
he's desperate and you, everything's got to go by the end of the day because the you know removalists are coming around. Mm. He sells it that, enough that you buy it. Yeah, whatever it is. So if he's trying to be funny, yeah. He sells funny really hard, yeah. but he can flip from doing something completely off the charts and funny yeah. to doing something like really sad, really sad, or really serious, or really poignant. We, I mean, and you believe his delusion with the Michael Scott character. So he plays that with such conviction that I mean, we were watching an episode where Michael Scott had made a movie, yeah, and you, I mean, it was a sitcom premise, but you actually went, no, no. <laughs> Like he he is the sort of guy to make a movie. I think it's. I mean, it, it's so closely linked. The when you do when when a character is tragic and pitiable, like that can also like rise to be comedy. That can be sort yeah. of like you can change like that. And it's so, it's such a fine line. That's why I was saying like if you can do comedy like and hoe into something tragic and make it funny, then when you're doing the dramatic stuff, you only have to go half the step and just go into the tragic area. I mean, not you know obviously not everything's sort of melodrama, but. Um, but that's a great thing about Carell on The Office is that he does comedy straight a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the character thinks he's being yeah. serious. Yeah. Whereas, like, we as the audience know that what he's saying is funny. Yeah. But he is playing it as if, you know, he's playing it from the character. Like, yeah. I mean, there's that great line in that episode that we watched, which is one of the great lines from any TV show I've ever seen, which is when Michael Scott's looking down the camera talking about his movie and says, I'm a huge Woody Allen fan. I mean, I've only seen Ants. <laughs> like, but, you know, there'd be so many actors who... And, he said, and yeah, then he follows it up with, yeah. and all that fuss around him, yeah. all that media attention about Bugs Life being a better film. <laughs> it was... It, he, he does it so straight. Like any yeah. other actor... You would have seen the wink. You yeah. would have seen that he's the joke. Yeah, he sells it. But I, there's not a minute of that. I have this theory, like the reason why shows like that and actors like that work so well is, you know, that vulnerability, you know, that teetering on the edge of just complete tragedy and, you know, just walking that tightrope. Everyone can identify with a moment in which they felt utterly humiliated. Like yeah. it is such a terrifying, horrible, you know, pants-shittingly awful moment that if you see a show where someone is like walking that tightrope constantly towards utter humiliation, like you get giddy. Like it actually, mm-hmm. it, that's what makes, I, for me, that's what makes it funny is it's like, oh God, like I, I can recall a moment where I was just like talking myself into a fucking hole and there's no way to stop. So then you watch someone else do it. And that's why I think people get pack mentality when someone slips over or hurts yeah. themselves. It's like, ha, 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 you know, that yeah, kind of almost It, it wasn't us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most of our life is just us laughing, going, oh, thank I mean, fuck, that wasn't, wasn't us. Me. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally what I reckon those shows are about. Another show like that, which I don't get, that's massively popular is Glee. Have you ever watched any of that? Yeah, I really like Glee. Um, I think... Uh, that that character Sue Sylvester, the the girl, I, I, Jane Lynch. I haven't seen it. Do you know you know Jane Lynch though? She's yeah the, yeah. I met Jane Lynch at the football of all places at the Aussie Rules football. Yeah yeah. The finals in two thousand and nine. I got my ticket through Channel Ten, and uh, and they were bringing the cast of Glee out uh, for a promotional tour. But yeah, no, she was really nice. She couldn't understand a fucking word I was saying. I was trying to explain the rules to her. It was actually that Bulldogs game where. The Bulldogs were leading all night, oh. and then we won in the last like oh, yeah, ten okay. minutes. Yeah. Did you explain to her that that, that was a tragedy? Is that what you explained? I think that thought I was insane because when the siren went, I was like, 
hugging people and running up and down the you know the stairs and didn't play very cool. And you were like, don't look at me like that. You're on a show where teenagers just burst into song all the time. <laughs> totally. Don't think I'm a weirdo. Um, what do you like about it? Uh, I, I, I quite like a musical in general. So um, anything that has a kind of like a sing-along factor or like people... I actually really love people randomly bursting out into dancing or singing songs. Like I love... To me, those sort of scenarios are almost as... like They have the same sort of feel as wrestling setups and uh, porn movie scenarios. Yeah. There's the flimsiest yeah. of a scenario, yeah, yeah. which is all leading towards yeah. what we're all there to see. Yeah. Right? And that's very much like what happens on Glee. It's like, oh, we've got to raise money for this thing. Suddenly they're out in the, um, you know, the quad and somebody's got a boom box and they turn it on and they're all dancing on tables. I'm yeah, like... Yeah. It was. It, it is the equivalent of somebody going, I'm here to deliver this pizza or clean your pool. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, come on, come on. When do you all start fucking? So what's the deal with like everyone now is wants to get their songs on Glee because it's like a real, it's very lucrative, I imagine, or something. To, is that is that why? It's massive and it's a massive show. Like, so your album goes back into, like the Glee albums sell heaps. Yeah. So, you know, you get money from that. But also your album then, like, you know, you sell heaps of your album as well. So, yeah, it's amazingly lucrative, I think. They've had whole episodes based around, like, Britney Spears or Madonna or, and do, you know. And do those chicks appear on it? Uh, Britney was in... Was Britney in... One of them was definitely in their episode. Yeah. Um, Who's that blonde girl from Glacier's Hot? The one who was in I Am Number 4. Yeah. Um, she is incredible. What's her hot. name? Um, I don't know. Yeah. She, I'm going to find out. <laughs> Google. <laughs> she is so hot and so talented. Yeah. Now that I've seen her in two things, yeah. I might That's find out who she is. Yeah. <laughs> Establish her identity. <laughs> no, she is. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I've never seen, I haven't seen Glee, but I only saw her in I Am Number Four. Mm. Not a very good film, but like she is very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> she's the kind of she's got the kind of pretty where I want to. I just want to stroke her hair, yeah, yeah totally. and look at her, yeah, totally. Just my hand hovering creepily, just like an inch from her face, just scanning up and down, like <gasps> I don't want can't touch so beautiful. Really? <laughs> no. Now this has got a bit weird. <laughs> Maybe there's girls like that. Her and um, someone else actually saw Runyon Canyon. Um, Amanda Siegfried. Amanda Siegfried. Siegfried. Seyfried. Seyfried. Siegfried is the uh, the guard from Hogan's Heroes. Siegfried. <laughs> no, Amanda Seyfried or whatever. You know the blonde yeah. chick with the yeah. big eyes. But I saw her and she's another. She looks. Like, she looked like a China doll, so fucking like tiny and delicate and beautiful. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. You should start collecting them, Charlie. Yeah. Stuff them and collect them and keep them beautiful and young and skinny forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no she's pretty she's really pretty the only thing that I don't like about that girl from Glee is I read this one article where she what's said name? What's name? I don't know what her name is um what are you going to type in hot girl from Glee <laughs> yeah I am number four yeah I am number four Glee Diana Ara- Diana Aragon Di- Diana Aragon yeah really that's quite an impressive sounding name. Diana Aragon. That sounds like a character from Lord of the Rings. Oh, maybe it's Diana Aragon. 
Hang on, hang on. I've got to bring it up again. I just close the window. Diana, uh, Di- <laughs> oh <God>. Di- <laughs> I'm retarded. Diana Agron. Diana Agron. Yeah. Oh, Agron, that's Diana Agron. Not as impressive as Diana. Not as good as Diana Aragon. <laughs> uh, I'm going to call her Diana Aragon. Uh, so Diana Aragon. She was born in Savannah, Georgia. Oh yeah. Okay. She was raised in San Francisco. And she's in love with an obscure Australian actor called Charlie Clawson. Wow. Wow, this IMDb is way up to date. Um, uh, how old is she? Uh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh. Uh, she is, she turned 21, uh, 20, 25 this year. Oh, 25? Mm. Oh, really? Oh, that's not too bad. Eight years? You think she'll marry me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, second marriage. Yeah. I think you'd be who she settled for. I'd be the rebound. Yeah. I'd so be I'm, the Larry Fitensky. Yeah. She'd marry that. some guy who was out of her league. Yeah. He'd treat her really badly. So and then we, she'd settle for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you could definitely I'd, you'd I'd, definitely get her while she's fragile. Yeah. Yeah. And then but would she leave me eventually? Oh no no no. You would you would I would undermine her self confidence yeah, to, a to point the point where, where she, she could never leave. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Excellent. Yeah. You keep her beautiful though. I'll get her pregnant. Yeah, get her pregnant. <laughs> Eight or nine times. It's the Clawson way. <laughs> so you got one of each. And then, uh, you know, eventually she'll, she'll not even remember that she had dreams of her own. This, uh, I, for some reason, I get the feeling this podcast, like, cut to, like, an FBI evidence room <laughs> and they're listening to it saying, well, just uh, uh, days before she was kidnapped, uh, this went online. <laughs> At the time, it seemed like they were joking. <laughs> No, I wish her. I wish her all the best, all the health and happiness. Oh, yeah, but you know what? Also, that if you if you do think that this sounds like something that police should monitor, I'm fine for the cops to like be listening to it because you know what? It's going to get our like downloads up. If a whole lot of like police and FBI and stuff uh, yeah. have to start listening to the show, so you think to boost our ratings, we should yeah. start like publicly declaring like celebrity kidnappings, totally, <laughs> or just like that sort of stuff where. <laughs> Um, you know, that's that recognition technology they have so that if you say certain words in an order, suddenly you go on like terrorist yeah. watch lists and stuff like that. So we just occasionally have to like, you know, just randomly say like jihad, death to America, stuff like that. Just like randomly in conversation. Yeah. Just and so suddenly bump up our iTunes. automatic iTunes <laughs> uploads, top 10. Take that Josh Thomas, not talking about jihad. Okay. Just say, um, a guy bursts in with a gun, right? Yeah. And he says... You motherfuckers have to go out in Hollywood tonight and kidnap one celebrity and bring him back here and you've got to hold him here for eight hours and then release them without them calling the cops and you can't hurt them. <laughs> Which celebrity would we go for? Which one do we think we could sort of talk into coming back here? For eight hours? Yeah. Oh, so we have to talk him into it? Well, we can either go and kidnap him if yeah. we think we can overpower them, but then chances are they'll let the police know once we get rid of them or we just try and find someone who we're going to get back here for eight hours. I reckon we could lure Lindsay Lohan with, like, yeah. booze and shiny shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good call. Yeah. Like, she just feels like the sort of person who might be randomly walking around the street. Chateau Marmont. Yeah, totally. We just find her down there, tell her it's her house. Yeah. She won't even notice for eight hours, <laughs> you know? You're right. Yeah, I thought we were going to go through a few more machinations, but you yeah. hit the nail right in the head. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan would be the easiest. Yeah. Gary Boosie, I think we could get. So any I, drug addicts. Yeah. Same, <laughs> I think we could get Gary Boosie, but the, I think the problem would be after about an hour of Boosie, we might be like, let's try for another celebrity. <laughs> we just we just look at the gunman and say, you know yeah. what, dude, you know what? in the temple. Yeah. <laughs> just make it a clean shot. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Don't mess up my face for it's my all, family. That's all I ask. Let there be an open casket. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter for him. He's getting his ashes cremated so people can make piss paste. So everything's fine. Shoot him in the face. <laughs> Shoot him in the face. It'll actually be better that way. You shoot him in the face now, no one can shoot him in the face on the day of his funeral. <laughs> or I could just try and piss in your eye holes before they come out. <laughs> he puts two bullets in my head, you start pissing in the holes. This dude's like, what? And you're like, it was his final wish. <laughs> After he was cremated, you idiot. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, would you want to be cremated? Do you have any preference on how you're... Uh, I had, uh, I guess, cremated. You want to be? Yeah, might as well. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an organ donor, so I'm happy for people to take whatever they can have. Would you be offended if, like, no one took any of your organs? <laughs> I'd feel a little offended. Would you? If like, I... if you died in the next five years, yeah, and no one like, took your organs. None of them. Or what if, like, someone took an organ and then returned it? <laughs> it's like, shit. like, so you'd be eating a lot of nuts. Yeah. Um, I would be offended if someone returned one of my organs, unless it wasn't working properly. Yeah. Like, but, like, if they just didn't like it. Well, if they found out that it was yours. Right, yeah. That would be offensive. Based on that, they were like, I don't want Will Anderson's heart. <laughs> Size of a pea. <laughs> Doctors trying to explain to them the actual literal size of your human heart has no bearing on what you're like as an emotional (laughs) person. They're like, I won't buy it. Okay, so you need a a heart transplant and for some reason um, you're in Brazil, right? And uh, it's emergency surgery and they come to the Brazilian doctors and they say, you know what, Uh, we actually can't find a suitable donor Mm. out of like, you know, any recently deceased. But... Hitler came down here after the Second World War oh. and uh, he died in his 40s and we managed to keep his heart in a freezer and it's a perfect match. Would you take Hitler's heart? <laughs> take Hitler's heart yeah. out of a freezer? It's been there for... Yeah, it'll work. They're guaranteed to work, oh. but you will have Hitler's heart. Right. Would, would you Why do they keep Hitler's heart? Just as a, like, 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 far, a science, like Farlap's heart. Yeah, a science Tourist. experiment. They were they were they were trying to see if you could trace evil to like a genetic level, All right? So they're studying it, but for some reason, did his heart just look like everybody else's heart, or does it look different? Swastika. Oh, it's got it's in the shape of a swastika. Yeah, it was hardcore. It was Nazi to the. Oh, core. the aortas come out in a sort of. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Well, I suppose that could work. Um, and so they just don't know what the Nazi heart. They don't know. It what, sounds like a, like a, a mean, Billy Bob Thornton movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy Bob is. Nazi heart. Nazi heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he sings like a black man. Only one problem. He's got a Nazi heart. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Goldstein. <laughs> Only one problem. He's got a not Nazi heart. Oh, man. So would you take it? Uh, okay, so they don't know what the side effects might be? Like the, no, no, there's no side effects. It's just it's Hitler's heart. Like, okay, so it's not like the heart's going to start taking, like the heart will start pumping out like Hitler's well, look, blood and say, then I turn into Hitler. I can't guarantee that won't happen. I mean, you know, like 
I won't rule anything out. But as far as the doctors know, it's, it's no different to any other heart. It's just whether or not you would be comfortable having Hitler's heart in your chest. Rather than be dead? Yeah. yeah. You, you either die or you take Hitler's heart. Oh, Hitler's heart. Hitler's heart. What a conversation starter. I would, or I would be able to go on chat shows. Like, you know, by day he's a stand-up comedian, but he's got Hitler's heart, you know, dot, 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 you know, and you'd be the fucking guest and you'd be like, what you know. That's a horrible intro. Oh, well, I he may be a comedian, but he's got I wasn't, Hitler's heart. I wasn't like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was just a statement. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't really trying to come up with something. Okay. I'm sorry. And that was like, you know. Uh, I was thinking, dude, that, I hope that's not your showbiz pitch. <laughs> Got a great idea for a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> Go to CVS and pitch it tomorrow. <laughs> he may be a comedian, but he's got Hitler's heart. <laughs> uh, get out. <laughs> you got five minutes, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd take the heart. I don't know if I could. I Why? Think because if it turns out... If I was out, Jewish, maybe I couldn't, but I'm not. If it turns out that there was like a hundred millionth of a possibility... That the reason Hitler was evil was because of his heart. Yeah, I'd take and you the put risk. it in your chest. Yeah, and you became the new Hitler. No, well, I wouldn't. There would be a large portion of people who go, "Well, you know what, dude? You should have thought of that before you put Hitler's heart in your chest." Okay, a, I wouldn't become. The you new don't know Hitler. what if you. No, no, it? because I know that my natural goodness would be enough to overwhelm whatever, like you know, but badness what would I was getting from Hitler's is heart. Like the, the neo Nazis would come up to you and they would say, "Adolf." We know you're in there, like, you know, like at the end of reversing that thing they're doing at the end of every kind of supernatural movie. It's yeah. like Adolf. And you'd be like, no, no, sick aisle, sick aisle, you know. Yeah. And they'd get their leader back. They wouldn't, though. No. My, my body would overpower. It would reject the evil heart, the evil Nazi heart. My goodness that I have in me would fight it. How, though? Without your heart, you'd die. Yeah, well, they would just fight the evilness and keep the goodness. Yeah. And then someone really good would die. What? And I would get their heart for overpowering Hitler's heart. Yeah. What? what? Oh, no, someone doesn't die. They just kill someone for you. Yeah. <laughs> they just find the best person on the planet, the Harvey Dent, <laughs> and just kill him. Yeah. So I overwhelm Hitler's heart, and then in my honour, they murder the nicest person on the planet yeah, and give me right. their heart. <laughs> Seems fair. Hugh, uh, Hugh Jackman was found dead with his chest cut off. <laughs> nicest person on the planet. Um, but even if it did happen, I would put in place safeguards. Like I would say, hey. If I turn if neo-Nazi. I seem to be a bit more Hitler-y than usual. <laughs> your hair comes, you come out one morning, your hair's just combed to the side. Yeah, I start growing a moustache just in the middle. I'm wearing a leather a little bit too often. You know, my, I'm walking a little bit like, you know, more stiffly. You start ranting about the rats, the rats. Yeah, that sort of thing. You write a book called yeah. Mein Kampf. <laughs> that would be a big clue. If I write a book, even if I just find Mein Kampf and I st- like liquid paper my name over the top of Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Uh, you'd Except you'd write my comfy wump. No. <laughs> um, yeah. I say if I get any, if I get Hitler in at all, you have my permission to, you know, to kill me. All right, cool. Yeah. But um, what if the only way we could kill you was to um, feed you your stuff your own balls down your throat until you were six years. <laughs> I don't understand why that would come with it. I'm just trying to find uh, an option that you know, uh, like a death option, right? 
but I don't know. Like they, it wasn't directly related to no. Hitler's heart. <laughs> no. There wasn't some sort of, you can have this heart, there are two worries. You may become Hitler, and if you do, you can only die by getting your ball of stuff down your throat. Yeah. It seems an unusual set of circumstances, but I'm happy to go with it. If- well, you, shouldn't, you should have thought of that before you came to Brazil without health insurance. <laughs> That's what you get with the public health system. You may get Hitler's heart. Is that the problem? Yeah. Is that the problem? That yeah. I've, I've, I just didn't get insurance. Well, in the future, I'll know to always make sure I get travel insurance. This, all this whole scenario could be averted. Um, how long would it take me to choke on my own balls? Um, I don't know. What's the normal asphyxiation rate? Uh, like, I don't know, a couple of minutes? Yeah, a couple of minutes. And... And the other guy, and and the, the and while you're checking in your own balls, yeah, um, people are laughing and taking photos with their uh, camera phones. Right, <laughs> doesn't really make it better or worse, to be honest. You still want that in the heart when I'm choking on my human balls? <laughs> I'm not really going to be that worried one way or the other if people are taking photos. Okay, to be honest, I'm happy there's a record of what fucking went there. <laughs> Just you know, lying there, eyes wide, mouth gaping. Because it's going to be taught about in history. Yeah, the guy who got Hitler's heart, then Hitler's heart took over his body, so he had to choke on his own balls to save the human race. Like, if nothing else, <laughs> that is going to get talked about. Oh, you know, same so- old story. Man has heart attack. Man gets Hitler's heart. Hitler's heart makes man do bad things, so man has to choke on his own balls while people stand around filming on their camera phones. Yeah. So cliched. Do you know, I think, more than anything, what I didn't like about Hitler is apparently he never, ever listened to OK Computer by Roadhead, <laughs> like, once in Not, his life. By that rationale, neither, neither did Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's what so I'm you, saying. you're saying... Jesus Christ is, is the equivalent Hitler. of Hitler and Ben Elton. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and Charlie Sheen, according and Charlie Sheen. to one of our previous toe fops. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk about one thing before we go. Mm. Um, have you listened to like other podcasts where like they get sent shit? Right. <laughs> I want to raise something, which is not, right. I don't want to accuse our listeners of anything, yeah. but um, how come these other podcasts, they get sent like stuff? Right. Like, so- is I, that why you're doing the podcast, Charlie? Because you want to get sent stuff? Well, you know, I'm just saying, like... It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. Uh, you know what? Like, I, 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 there was a podcast went on where I talked about how I love Diet Dr. Pepper and how I was worried that I wouldn't get it in Australia. And some of our listeners did hit us up at the website and on the Facebook page and tell me a few places in Australia where I can get Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah, but they didn't send it to you. No, that would have been awesome. The classy thing would be to send you one. I feel like at least that was halfway there. Is this cash for comments? No, because we get no cash. Okay, but but cash for comments, guys, would get other stuff that wasn't cash as well. That's a good point. But okay, but they were already getting paid. You know, let me just And they were saying things like, like this, they'd be like, hey, I flew here on Qantas and isn't that a great way to fly? And then they get like a free airline trip or whatever. Yeah, right. That's cash for comment. Yeah. But we can't. We, we, what we, we're saying is you give us stuff and we yeah. won't talk about it. Yeah, totally. Or we could. Either way, let's talk about it. Yeah. We're not a news show. No. I'm happy if you send me something to talk about it. Well, do we have somewhere for people to send things? It's yeah, hard for us to say that like that if we don't have somewhere. Is, yeah. is there deta- are no, the details maybe, on the maybe, website or something? Do no. we need a P.O. box? Yeah, we've got a P.O. box. It's P.O. box 501, Waverley, New South Wales, 2024. Is that really what it is? Yeah. 
Okay, we have a PO box. Yeah. You can send us stuff. Yeah. That'd be great. We should put something like that on the website, I guess. Yeah, yeah we should. We don't... <laughs> if you'd like to send us stuff, this is the address. Anthrax. <laughs> Hate mail. <laughs> Somebody's ashes mixed with, like, in urine. some sort of urine paste. Why do you think, though, that some guys get sent stuff? Is it we're not liked enough? Oh, well, maybe the stuff we talk about on the show, because I think it's natural. I don't think they go on, Charlie, and say, hey, could you please send us stuff? Other shows get stuff. I think they but do we naturally not- say, hey, I really like eating Tim Tams. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, I know you can't get Tim Tams in America. But- I like this show, so I'm going to send them some Tim Tams. That never, but we, we do we never talk about stuff we like? Like, I guess we talk about prison sex and yeah. t- space travel and stuff so and much. And people but- at home are like, well... They seem look, to be having enough fun already. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, maybe they're like, look, if we're in prison together ever, I'm happy to have sex with you. Oh, my God. Or if we're ever in a spaceship, I'm happy to travel through time with you to, you know, kill Hitler. I, like, uh, maybe they're up for those sort of things, but we haven't given them any sort of practical, yeah. you know, maybe there's people out there trying to source plutonium right now so they can send it to us so we can power our spaceship. You know, that, that that's exactly what it would be. What will mm. happen is we'll complain about not getting sent yeah. anything and we'll get so annoyed We'll quit the show yeah. like the week before someone who's yeah. been so kind of keen to build this time travel machine yeah. has just like built their invention and we'll yeah. quit. It's a, yeah, it's a time travel machine. Oh, Cut, yeah. he's he got, can go he's, back. He, well, if that, well, if that was true, then he would have come to us now to say, hey, man, yeah. like no one's going to send you anything. I went to the future. <laughs> you guys aren't getting sent <laughs> shit. I've listened to every episode and you complain about not getting sent anything until you die. That's all that <laughs> happens. <laughs> Which is about two weeks from yeah. now. See you <laughs> All right, let's wind it up. Um, check out tofop.com um, for all your tofop links. Will is on stage uh, opening his mouth and things coming out of his mouth are funny, apparently. Yeah, come and see me do that and you can give me money and I won't ask for anything else in return other than your laughter <laughs> and perhaps telling other people about it and, you know, voting for the show and any polls that might be open. And we'll be back again next week with more useless bullshit. And we'll have we almost had an argument tonight. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm going to count that as an argument. Oh, That's really? our first TOEFOP argument. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting serious. We're going to just turn into like um, point counterpoint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, Except over pointless shit yeah. like albums. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's the thing though. You think it's pointless shit, but uh, because we're oh, living in a house. <laughs> Uh, together tonight while you're asleep, I'm going to come into your room and on my iPhone play you OK Computer in your sleep so it goes into your brain and then you will have heard it nonstop and you will wake up tomorrow morning and you know what? You'll be angry at Van Elton for reasons you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Bye.